Welcome to the Sales Hacks Podcast, brought to you by the Canadian Professional Sales Association. That's really the, the critical difference between those who consistently succeed and those who don't is it's the mindset about serving the buyers, helping the buyers achieve what they're trying to achieve. For sales professionals, team leaders, and organizations across the country, the Canadian Professional Sales Association is your partner in building knowledge and skills to improve sales performance. The CPSA is the advocate for excellence in sales. We invest resources in programming, curriculum development, and professional designations to help individuals and companies become more successful through effective sales. We connect employers and employees, business with academia, and the private sector with government to advance the sales profession and improve Canadian competitiveness. Learn more at cpsa.com. And remember to subscribe to the CPSA podcast through iTunes, Google Play, and more. In this CPSA interview, we're going to be talking about how companies can transform their sales by integrating higher levels of curiosity, responsiveness, and value in every step of the sales process. Our guest today is Andy Paul, New York and San Diego-based Andy is founder of The Sales House. He's also the host of the Accelerate Sales podcast, blogger to more than 140,000 people who follow his articles, sought-after speaker, and author of award-winning books, including Zero Time Selling, 10 Essential Steps to Accelerate Every Company's Sales and Amp Up Your Sales, Powerful Strategies That Move Customers to Make Fast, Favorable Decisions. Andy, welcome to the show. Bill, thank you very much for having me. So beyond my wee introduction there, Andy, I'd, I'd love for you to introduce yourself a bit more to the audience and t- tell them a little bit about what you do. Well, and you, thank you very much for that, that introduction before. Um, yeah, not a whole lot to add. Is, yeah, I've, I've been in sales forever. And, <laughs> and about six, seven years ago, sort of, well, actually a little bit longer than that, when I started my own company in the year 2000, is after about 25 years working for a variety of, of tech companies, startups um, is decided that really the mission was to be able to help small and mid-sized companies really compete on a level playing field with larger enterprises and selling complex products. And that sort of evolved over the years with the work I do with companies to, as I spent more time in sales is understood that, that, you know, and send more and more as more technology flows into sales, that, the ability to form a, an authentic connection with another human being really is becoming a more valuable skill. And yeah, it seems to be becoming a lost art in many respects as well. So really it's become my, my mission, my passion over the last handful of years to really focus on that aspect of, of selling and to help educate as many professionals as possible about, you know, those fundamental skills that enable them to quickly connect with the buyer engage their interest, build trust, and inspire them to take some action. Why do you love what you do, Andy? Well, I mean, I, I love sales. I mean, I, I sort of grew on to me. I, I, this was a lesson I had to learn is that, that, and this is a lesson I think everybody in sales needs to learn, is that you know, your job in, in sales is not to get an order. Your job is to help somebody make a decision. And to, it's really a service profession in that regard. And And once I learned that, basically by watching other people, uh, people that I, who I respect and who did a fabulous job at, at sales, so again, that's when I began to really understood, understand excuse me, that's, that's really the, the critical difference between those who consistently succeed and those who don't. Is It's the mindset about serving the buyers, helping the buyers achieve what they're trying to achieve. And so that 
service mentality is just something that keeps me inside, excited and engaged. Okay, thank you very much. Now let's let's get into the nitty gritty of uh, of how the nitty-gritty. companies the nitty gritty exactly <laughs> of, of how companies can transform their sales. Uh, firstly, do you believe that too many sales leaders and practitioners are are making sales unnecessarily complicated? Well, I do, I do, and I, I think again, this is somewhat of an artifact of the of the fact that we've got a lot of great technology coming into sales these days, but that help facilitate the process, help facilitate some of the interactions with buyers. But but what you're seeing is that people are becoming too reliant on that. And so what we're seeing is that there's this emphasis on sales these days, increasingly on sort of the process and the methodologies. And this whole idea about, well, sales is really built on a relationship, first and foremost, a relationship between a seller and a buyer. That, I said, that seems to be getting lost and some of the skills associated with that seem to be... You know, they're not trained. They're not, people aren't educated about, about these things. And as a result, you know, sales is, I think, is becoming a little more too complex because it's, it seems to be so process driven. And that's not really what sales is about. If you try to take the person out of the equation, you're not going to succeed. Can you, uh, can, for those, for those listeners out there today who've not heard of them before, what, what are the, what are the three R's of selling? Well, three hours of selling, if you, certainly in the States, I don't know if in Canada it was the same. You know, we talked about the three R's in our, our elementary school education, reading, writing, arithmetic, taking liberty with the, the spellings. But there's similar three R's in sales, which, which form the core of your ability to, as I said, to connect and engage with another human being. And, and the first one is readiness. And that really talks about the human skills that you need to have to, as I said before, to connect with the buyer build trust and inspire them to take some action. The second R is relevance is what do you know that's relevant to what they're trying to achieve in their business? And the third is resilience because there's only one guarantee in sales is that things will never go as you anticipate or as you plan. There's always a hiccup or a gotcha and it's your ability to be able to respond in that moment in a thoughtful fashion that again, helps the buyer achieve what they're trying to achieve makes difference between winning and losing. So readiness do you have the basic fundamental skills that enable you to engage and build trust and connect with another human being? Uh, um, relevance, you know, what do you know that will help the buyer achieve their objectives and resilience? You know, what's what's your mindset in terms of how you react when things go sideways? And that, in a nutshell, in, in my opinion, in a way, listeners, is why for those of you listening today and worrying about the continued onset of AI and machine learning and how that's going to uh, fit in with your roles in the future. Uh, the, these these three R's are, are the core of why you'll always remain relevant. Uh, you'll always you'll always have uh, opportunity. Well, they, to they present you exactly. They present you the opportunity to be relevant as long as you as long as you work <laughs> on these and focus on them. Now, uh, now, can you can you share what the the four core skills of relationship building are? Mm-hmm. So I've. This, again, sort of st- stems a little bit from just having been in sales for a long time. And, in you know, I've sold everything from women's shoes at JCPenney's at the very start of well, back when I was in school to uh, complex communication systems worth tens of millions of dollars that I've sold to some of the world's largest enterprises. And, and over the course of that experience, over the course of working with you know, hundreds of companies and helping them reorient and transform their sales is... 
is, you know, you begin to understand that really the keys to success are really pretty few in number and, and fairly simple. And in the case of building the relationships that are at the core of every successful sales transaction, there's really four key things. And, and what I've done is created a, boiled them down, created an acronym out of it. The, the acronym is BALD, B-A-L-D. And I talk about the really necessity for people to go bald. And it's, I, it's what I call the relationship operating system. And so the B stands for, if you can master these four skills, you can build a relationship with anybody in business and sales and in your life. Um, so the B stands for, BALD stands for be human. A stands for ask great questions. The L stands for listen slowly. And the D stands for deliver value. So if you think about that in the context of any relationship you're trying to build, is first of all, you just need to, first requirements, you just need to be human. You need to be there. You need to be present. You need to be paying attention to the other person. You need to have some fundamental level of empathy. A is you have to make yourself interesting by being interested in the other person. So that's asking great questions about them. L is listen slowly, meaning that we have to dispel our confirmation biases and other cognitive biases where we automatically assume we know what the person is talking about. Um, and, you know, try to shape their answers to fit our worldview. We have to listen slowly to what they're really saying. And D is then in every interaction, and certainly true in, in business and sales, is you have to deliver something of value to the person. If you don't deliver value to them in exchange for the time they've given you, then they're not going to give you any more time. So very simply, be human, ask great questions, listen slowly, deliver value. The key to building a relationship in business or in life. Now, your mention there of the biases intrigues me somewhat because uh, we do a lot of shows on the on the CPSA around lots of different types of technology available to salespeople today to help them research and better understand uh, their target demographics and then individual accounts, even before a conversation, even before a, a, a meeting. Um, do you think do you think there's a risk there then? potentially of of some of these new fantastic ai driven tools generating uh, artificial biases where it, it could compromise uh, a potential sales conversation because you're going in there and, and you, you're assuming that you've really got a, back, a lot of background information on them well I, I don't think we have to worry about artificial biases as much as actual biases that exist today is we all have them, and that's that's part of our recognition is that we have to recognize we have these these biases, these cognitive biases that shape how we how we gather and hear information as well as how we communicate information. And uh, there's a great book written about this called "The Blind Spot: The Hidden Biases of Good People," which I recommend people read. Uh, that these researchers have put together, and they've surveyed, gosh, I think close to a million people have taken these these tests they have that show that that you know, our, our ingrained preferences are really stubborn. And as much as we think they don't exist, they do. So we have to consciously take action to dispel those biases. That's why we talk about listening slowly so that we're not jumping to a conclusion about what someone is saying. And, you know, an example of this is, is my wife is a professor in medical school and they have a course they teach the, the doctors that are in training about, um, how to work through the biases in the examining room that they have literally, I think they've identified close to two dozen biases that doctors have sort of unconscious biases they have when they walk into the examining room to, to interact with the patient in order to reach an accurate diagnosis. And it starts with, you know, gender. 
age, you know, ethnicity and so go down the list, all those can shape how people hear information, the same information differently. And so we have that same thing is true in, in sales or any relationship in our life. And so this act of sort of taking a breath as you, as you listen and said, just don't jump to conclusion, but give yourself another beat and another pause in order to process that information is one small step you can take to sort of start dispelling those. Why, why should sellers, in your opinion, maximize the buyer's return on time investment? This is a wonderful term. Time is money, Andy. Uh, so the, the ROTI. Well, this is, a, this is a term I came up with in my first book, Zero Time Selling, is, is at the heart of every sales interaction, you know, just to start even at the beginning, the first time you interact with a buyer, is the buyers made the decision. They're making an investment in you and they're investing their time in you. And so you have an obligation to provide them something in return for that time, you know, a return on their time. That's going to be in the form of some sort of value that you're going to give them. And that value could be in one of many forms. It could be you know, a great question you ask that causes them to think differently about what they're doing. It could be some data you provide them, some insights. But the point is there has to be something tangible that you provide them, value that you provide them for the time that they're giving you. Because if you break that bargain, if they give you time and you give them nothing in return for that time, they'll stop giving you time. And a perfect example you see all the time in sales is salespeople making the proverbial check-in call, right? Mr. Prospect, hey, this is Andy. We haven't talked in a few weeks. Uh, no, I've got nothing new to share. I just want to check in, see how things are going. Well, in that case, you just consumed some of the, the prospect's time and gave them nothing in return. That's a very simple example, but it it's a relevant example because this happens all the time where, where sellers continually sort of do sloppy follow-up with, with a buyer and hope it just capturing a minute of their time, but really have no reason or value to share. So it's really important, I think, for sellers to keep in mind is that you have the obligation every time you interact with the buyer, no matter how big or how small of a touch it is, whether it's a voicemail, an email, a text, or an in-person meeting or a you know a video call, you have to have a plan for delivering something of value. If you don't have that plan that says, look, this is the value I'm going to deliver, and this is the benefit the customer is going to receive from it, and maybe the action they're going to take in response to receiving this value, then you shouldn't be wasting their time. And that's really hard for salespeople to hear because salespeople hate a vacuum, right? When there's a vacuum of information, they hate it. They want to rush in and fill it, which is absolutely the wrong thing to do. Now, beyond the relationship building, the the the, the garnering of trust, the 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 idea of people buy from people and uh, and um, building rapport, what, what what are your tips to help sales pros create a sustainable, ongoing competitive advantage? Well, the first thing is for salespeople to understand, sales pros to understand, is that you are the front line of differentiation. You know, in this crazy fast-paced world that we all operate in is when the barriers to entry to new markets are so low. Yeah, it's really hard to sell a product that has any sort of sustainable competitive advantage because the technology is so easy to copy and, and products are easy to copy. And so you find yourself oftentimes more and more in markets, you know, selling on really sort of thin and sort of virtually indistinguishable uh, value propositions with your competitors. So in that, in that environment that you're in, where in the mind's eye of your customers, your product looks virtually identical to everybody else's. You are the differentiation. 
you know, it's how you interact with the buyer. It's how you, you know, implement the, the four core skills of BALD, you know, being human, asking great questions, listening slowly, de- delivering value. You know, this is how you set yourself apart from everybody else because your competitors, they're all going to be out there with their scripted questions that, you know, I'm going to ask question one. I don't care what the customer says in response. I'm going to ask question two after that. And this is the type of behavior you see more often than not these days in sales. So by being different, by being human, by asking great questions, by listening to the answers, by being conscious of delivering value, you set yourself apart from everybody else. And so when we talked earlier in our conversation about you know, sales being unnecessarily complex, well, this is, yeah, the, the scripting, the, the not listening, that's, that's adding complexity to it. The simplicity is, yeah, I'm just, I'm going to be the best version of me possible that's going to connect and engage the interest of another person. I'm going to build trust and uh, deliver the value to them that will help them make a decision. Andy, you're not going to believe this. It feels like we only just started, but we're coming towards the end of this particular interview. Just one last question for you for today. Sure. Uh, sure. How can we learn more about you and the work done oh. at the sales house? Well, visit us at thesaleshouse.com. And so the sales house is a, is a new service we've launched that, that we're really excited about. It's a sales education platform, if you will, sales education resource for the modern B2B seller. And we distinguish it from training because what we're focused on is all about what we've talked about here today is these, these core human skills that enable you to become a differentiated seller from somebody else out in the field. We're not not spending time training you in a process or a method, not that at all. It's about how do you get 1% smarter? How do you get 1% better every day? And I firmly believe that the way to do that is you have to invest a little of your time every day to consume some educational content, whether it's you know coming and listening to a class that we've put on or, or we have 10-minute courses people can take. That, so if they only have 10 minutes a day, they can come in and get smarter. Or it could be reading a book on your own or listening to a podcast like this. But, you know, we think there's a huge community of, of professionals out there that want to learn. Yeah, how, how can I do that? Where are the resources that I can use to just help me guess I'd get 1% better every day? And so the sales house is that resource. And we fully support that here at the CPSA as well, of course. Always be learning, people. Never stop learning. Uh, the, the day that you well, think you, I like to say, you know everything, right? <laughs> Please. Well, yeah, I mean, there's, the, hey, believe me, there's, there's a lot of research done that show that that the more you know, the more you become painfully aware of the fact that there's even more to know. And that this is really a challenge for someone in the sort of certain earlier stages of their career. If they've had a little bit of success, there's a tendency to say, and research has borne this out, is to say, yeah, I know what I'm doing. Where really that's what the success should tell you is, wow, if I learn even more, I can be even more successful. And so, as I like to say, you know, learn more, earn more. And I think there's a real correlation in there. So maybe maybe it's fair to say that complacency is a salesperson's biggest foe. Oh, I think in many respects it is. Yeah. I mean, there's a, <laughs> there's a research that was done by some scientists at Cornell University that they labeled what they found. They labeled it an effect called the Dunning-Kruger effect. And it's really about what we just talked about is, is the... The idea that that uh, 
once you have a little early success, especially given sort of the nature of the internet and access to information that we, we become a little too confident in our abilities. And again, unmindful of the fact there's so much more to learn. And that's when you can start getting stale and static. Whereas people that keep learning are, you know, I said, always aware of the fact there's more to learn. They're the ones that get on the career trajectory that takes them to the top. Well, that was awesome. Thank you. That just leaves me to say for this particular show, I hope we get you on again in the future, Andy. But for, for today, Andy Paul, thank you very much for being our guest. Cool. Thank you. And listeners, as always, happy selling. Thank you for listening to the Sales Hacks Show. Learn more about the training and benefits from the Canadian Professional Sales Association at cpsa.com.